0: Aren't you thankful for that old rugged cross this morning? But what made the cross so special was that Jesus Christ resurrected, amen? That's what sets sets Jesus Christ apart from everybody else. All of them have died, but only one has arose, amen? And that's Jesus Christ today. But every day should be resurrection day for the child of God, amen? It's kind of like that story I heard this week about a Sunday school class, this teacher was very proud of her children's Sunday school class. And she was uh, been teaching for like six weeks on the resurrection and on the cross and on Easter. And so finally on Easter morning, she wanted to do a little review and see how much really stuck with her students. And so she said, class, she said, what is so special about Easter? One little girl said, well, last Sunday was Palm Sunday. She said, yes, we talked about that. Anybody else? The little, little girl raised her hand. And she said, "Jesus Christ died on the cross and He rose from the dead." And boy, she was just man. She was just bubbling with pride, more and more and more. And then finally, she seen a little boy in the back. He was just doing this the whole time. She said, "Well, little Johnny, what what do you got to say?" She said, "Yes, He rose from the dead, and if He sees His shadow, He's going back in for seven weeks." <laughs> Amen. But I'm so thankful that Jesus Christ rose on that cross this morning. Amen? That's, I want to preach on the cross is still effective today. The gospel is still effective today as it was 2,000 years ago. People are still being saved by the power of the cross. Amen? For that sacrifice that Jesus died on that cross for each and every one of us. and Let's all stand as we go to... And, and I promise this will be shorter than the second service. <laughs> Because it's 9.15 and I've only got about 15 minutes. so The cross is still effective. In 1 Corinthians, it says, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross should be made of no effect. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved... It is the power of God. Now, notice that that word "being." It's not. It didn't stop. It is still being effective today. God is still saving people through the power of the blood today. Amen. Amen. And there, there's no one here today that that is too bad or too far gone that the blood of Christ cannot reach you. Amen. That's how powerful the blood of Christ is. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning, Lord. Just uh, touch this service with your Spirit. Lord, show us this morning how necessary the cross was, how necessary it was for Jesus to be the sacrifice and to rise again on that third day to give us eternal life, Lord. Bless this Word now and we'll just give it to You, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God demonstrates His own love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. While we were yet sinners, Christ, and this is going to be a simple sermon this morning, but sometimes we need to go back to the basics to appreciate what Jesus Christ has done for us. I mean, we can preach a lot of stuff, but listen, if we don't have the gospel, nothing else matters to the church. Warren Wiersbe said, a famous theologian and writer and Bible teacher, he said, because of the blood of Christ, the church is not a museum, but it's a ministry. And listen, this is not a museum, amen. We should be alive because Christ arose on the third day. That's why we, that's why Christians should, I just think, should look alive. Amen. amen. I know it's 8 30, but I can get an Amen. 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 And old things have passed away and all things become new. How are people going to see a resurrected Christ if we still look like we're dead? Amen. amen? And it's the same and true with our worship, Tim, and our church body and our ministry and, and, and dealing with the people outside these doors that does not know Jesus. Someone on your job, someone in your family, how are they going to know Jesus if they do not see Jesus is alive? Inside of each one of our hearts. As He's shining through our hearts. And so Jesus Christ, died. it was necessary for Him to die on that cross because there was a debt that you and I could never pay. For yet, while we were sinners, God demonstrated His love toward us that Christ died for what? Us or sinners. And I know I noticed y'all changed it. We, that's, that's not a good... We don't like that word today, amen? Sin or sinners. But that is what Jesus Christ died for. You can't put it no other way. You can't candy coat it. We are sinners, Amen? Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He, was, he called himself the chief of sinners. But because of Jesus Christ, saved his soul, he said, listen, I know what it means to be covered in the power of the cross. And that, that there's a bill. How many of y'all got bills? We all have, listen, how many, how many of y'all wish that, man, I just wish there was a bill that I could pay off today. How many all got bills that wish you could be paid off and be debt free, amen? Well, wouldn't that be great to leave here and go home, not have a house payment, not have a car payment. Everything be just paid off and be free. We have that. Listen, we have that. That's a great thing we have as children of God. Jesus Christ paid our sin. We are paid for. We are free. Listen, the death that that, that Jesus died for is death. That's the bill. Now listen, God set a standard so high in His righteousness and holiness that He said man can never attain salvation on his own. Man can never attain righteousness on his own ability. I don't care how much you go to church, how much you feed the children, how much you work in the food pantry, how much you work at, a, at, at Samaritan Ministries or help out at a, a pregnancy crisis center in town. It doesn't matter. None of us are good enough to reach the righteousness that God needed. Amen? And you don't work for your salvation, and listen, it's not you don't inherit it. It's not inherited. We all have to come to the cross one time or the other and kneel down and invite Jesus Christ into our heart. It's not just given to you. Now Christ made a way for us, but we have to accept that the cross is still powerful for all. Everybody say all. And I believe that's that, that, that verse about covers everybody. For all people, for all men, for all women, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And sometimes I don't think we really get the full effect of this verse about we all fall short. But I don't know about you, but we all fall short still every day, amen? Even after we come to Christ. And this is what makes the cross so special. We need to realize this, that we all fall short of God's standard this morning. I, that doesn't that belittle me. That makes me want to go harder after Jesus Christ. That makes me want to go faster and go after the cross and and, and let Him cover me with His grace and His righteousness because I know when I walk outside these doors, I can't live the life I need to live on my own because I fall short. I know I'll never be able to attain salvation on my own because I fall short. There's no work that I could do it would guarantee me, uh, guarantee me uh, eternity? It'd be like us. Remember when I was at the revival a couple weeks ago? I said we're going to Hawaii. Anybody remember that? Well, we're not going in the thing. Amen. She sold it. As Sy si says, it's gone. Amen. But just imagine. Here's what that means by all falling short. Let's just say we're going all loaded up in the new car. Well, we'll get as many as we can. I mean, it won't be near as fancy, and we won't get to wave, and we've got to keep the top down. Amen? But we can all get in this new Toyota Venza. <laughs> and I'll bring my walker. <laughs> Amen? And we'll, we'll all go to California, and we all want to go to Hawaii. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to drive to the coast of California. We're going to get to the coast. And I said, listen, guys, let's all go to Hawaii. But here's what we're going to do. We've got to swim to Hawaii. If we're gonna enjoy this vacation, we've got to swim. And we all get in the water and we we jump in and we all swim out and some get out fifty feet and they swim back because they know they're falling short. Now, Shane, he may swim three miles and turn around and come back. Everybody's just so happy. Shane outswam everybody. He went three miles almost Four miles and nobody else went even a hundred yards. It doesn't matter. Shane compared to Hawaii still falls short. And that's what the gospel is to us. No matter how hard you try, no matter how far you swim, Hawaii's too far to attain. And eternal life and God's righteousness was too far for us to attain. So God said, I've got to have somebody that can pay that bill. I've got to have somebody that can pay my debt because I'm not going to lower my standards because I am God. And so here's what he did. He brought Jesus Christ down. As Jesus Christ left the portals of heaven, came down into a human body, the deity of Christ came into a human flesh and paid the one-time sacrifice on the cross for me and you because Christ knew no sin. Amen. How many of y'all believe that? If you do not believe that, then your sacrifice is void. If you don't believe that Jesus Christ... It says says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, it says that for Him, talking about Jesus Christ, knew no sin, became sin for us. So God said, listen, I love mankind, I love men, I love women, I created them, I want fellowship with them, but they can never attain Hawaii, they can never attain eternal life unless a pure sacrifice, a man that knew no sin, that was was debt free, he has to give his life to pay the bill to set the people free. And Jesus Christ came down and, and walked this earth thirty three and a half years. He had twelve disciples and many more followers, many more disciples than that, and you would think you would think, man that, that, that Jesus Christ was powerful, man, when he raised the dead, when he raised, uh, touched the blind 's eye, when he listen there 's nothing compared of all the miracles that Jesus did nothing 's compared to what he did on the cross for you and for me to set us free. He paid my bill. Amen. Amen. I can walk out of here today knowing that I've accepted Christ by grace through faith. I can walk out of here knowing that I'm saved, that my bill has been paid. Amen. He took the burden of the sins of the world on the cross. Now, a lot of folks say, how many of y'all watched the passion this last weekend? It's been on three or four times. How many have ever seen the I got one. How many of us do it this way? Sometimes you got to do this to get people to raise their hands. Don't preach about tithing. <laughs> How many has seen the passion of Christ before? On the passion of Christ is one... Listen. One of them, the, the The crucifixion was no gain. Thieves and murderers hung on the cross. Listen, the scribes and the Pharisees and everyone around that was was not a believer in Jesus Christ was a true Messiah. They wanted the public to know that Jesus is a thief because He's got two thieves hanging on each side of Him. We want to let the world see that this is not the Messiah. He can set up His worldly kingdom. Oh yeah, He raised a few from the dead. That would be enough for me to be a believer, amen? But... I mean, if I seen the blind man that's been blind for 39 years come racing in the temple, and I'm a scribe and a Pharisee he says, Man, you won't believe this, but I can see. Who's, who touched your eyes? And the blind man said, A man called Jesus calls himself Messiah. And they said, He's not the Messiah. And that blind man I love, he said, I don't know who he is or where he come from, but all I know is I can see today. Amen. And that's what we need to realize today. I don't care what church you're from. I don't care what denomination you brought up in. As long as you can see. Amen. amen. I'm not going to get in the piddle back and forth. Well, Pentecost Baptist this. None of them save you. Right. Right. None of them will get you to heaven. Right. But I want to get to heaven and say, what were you? Well, I, I, I don't know who I was down on earth, but I know one thing. I met Jesus and I now can see. Amen. amen. That's what we need to be worried about. And you may be here this morning and be a real stout Baptist. That's all right. You can be stout all you want. But I want my bill paid, amen? I want to be set free. I want to be out of debt because of my sins that were nailed on the cross. And Jesus took that burden of my sin. A lot of people say when he, in the Passion of Christ, He stands there and He's hanging on the cross. And it's a gruesome sin. If you can imagine four and five six-inch thorns made out of a crown and crammed down into your skull and into your head and through your hair, I scream when I get a briar in my finger. Amen? Can you imagine six-inch thorns being crammed and crushed and being mocked? Now you're a king, you got a, you got a crown. And as they laid Him on the cross, as He carried the cross all the way to Calvary, is they laid Him on that cross. And I don't know about y'all, but I've just hit my thumb with a hammer before. That's pretty... That hurts. Hey Amen. How many of y'all have ever done that? I'm glad I'm in here with a bunch of people that mess up. Just like me. But can you imagine laying your hands down on a cross and sticking a spike and boom! Driving it through it into the wood? And then through your feet. But then the, the lashing of the cat and nine-tails that ripped flesh off. And he's bleeding, everybody says, Oh, that's that's so painful. That's it is. And listen, I'm not taking pain. That is the most gruesome, painful death any person could ever experience. But when Jesus was on the cross and he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That was the most painful. Moment in Jesus Christ's life. Yes, the nails hurt him, the crown of thorns hurt, but at that moment when he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He took all the burdens for you and for me for this whole world and God took it and said, Listen, if I'm going to get them out of debt, you're going to have to pay their bill. I don't know about y'all, but I can't pay somebody else's bill if I can't pay my own. Amen? And so he put all the sins of the world upon Jesus Christ. And and, and I just believe that's why he cried out, because at that moment, there come a point in time when God had to turn his back away from his only begotten. Because he said, as much as I hate to do it, I can't be a part of the sin debt that's being paid. I've got to turn just for a moment and let my son bear all of the debt so all these people can live debt free. At that moment when he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God I believe in was crying in heaven. Because he said, That's my only son, that's my boy down there on the cross that's gonna die for a bunch of sinners. And we look at sin a lot of times, and we say, Well, sinners, that's the thieves, that's the murderers. No, that's the thoughts, that's the immoral thoughts, that's the words we say, that's the things that, that where we shouldn't be. That is sin. It's not about the murderers and the big things. It's the little things every day, Randy, that keep me out of fellowship with Jesus Christ. It's the things I think of that pulls me away from the cross. We always want sin a big thing. Sin is sin is sin. Amen? That's what Jesus died for. He took all of that, all of that on the cross for you and for me, so that today I have the opportunity to stand up here and preach the gospel and be debt free. Amen. You listen, we should be the most worshiping people, believers, children of God. We we should come to church smiling. We shouldn't let the burdens of the world get us down. All the now, listen, we all go through some hard times. Now listen, I'm not saying just because you're a born-again Christian, you never, you should never hurt. You should never let them see a tear. Guys, there's times that I'm by myself and I cry. When the burden of life and the aches of life and the hurt of life come down upon me, I cry. This is a problem. We don't have enough churches today that cry for their own burdens and for the burdens outside these doors that are dying and going to hell. They don't cry over them. We just want to do church. Well, you know, they'll have to figure it out for the doors. They'll have to make it in these doors somehow. I know I'm saved. My family's saved. We're going to heaven. That's not what it's about. It's not about just you and your wife and your kids. But it's a, a law world out there to us that are being saved it is the power of God I want them to know that when I'm, when I'm wore out dead tired from doing everything where there's keeping things together at home keeping things together at church there's times and I'm tired amen and it's amazing because somebody says man did you see Bill George today he wasn't smiling well welcome to the human world amen I took my halo off when I walked by you. Amen. Amen? There's times that I'm in valleys and I hurt. There's times when I carry the burden of this church. And if you're not a true, make, listen, if you're not a true called person of God and I don't care if you're preaching, teaching, youth ministry, leadership, and it doesn't burden you, about the church sometimes and the people and the way things are happening and the lost outside this world, my friend, there's something wrong with your heart. Amen. If it doesn't burden you, I had the privilege of speaking at FCA Thursday. It order burden us for the kids in school, well, we can't do a whole lot in school. Your hands aren't tied. You can do a lot in school with Jesus. But most of us say, here's what we do: we cop out and say, Well, we can't do that, so we can't do it no, Let's just go. We'll let and go to church. They'll find pleasant Hill. they'll find center fork, they'll find assembly of God across the street, they'll find the first, they'll find Memo- they'll find a church somewhere. No. Jesus took it on the cross and burden of sin for us and took on our sins that we might live in the power of God and Show it. So when you leave here this morning and you go to your Easter dinner, don't leave here a mocking and a socking. That's a new word. <laughs> I just got a new word. Don't leave here with your head down. Don't leave here moping about how bad life got handed you a bad deal. It doesn't matter. You say, Brother George, you don't know my past. Paul said, I forget those things in the past, and I look forward to. High calling. Why? Because I'm free. I may be in prison. I may be... Paul said, in whatsoever state I'm in, I find myself content. When I got a lot of food or little food, when I got a lot of money or when I got a lot of month. I still find myself content. Well, Brother George, you don't understand... My, my, my father, my dad, my uncle, my wife, they My parents went through divorce. Listen, Christ gave us victory. Oh, death, where's thy sting? Oh, hell, oh, grave, where is thy victory? Paul said. And it's through Jesus Christ. That's what I'm saying. If we're going to reach people for Jesus, we need to act like we've been resurrected. Amen. You say "Well, I would listen. When you give your heart to Jesus, at that moment you come. You're listen. You didn't change on the outside. I I, I laugh sometimes when I baptize people. They think it's the fountain of youth. <laughs> I got news for you. Going down in the water, you come. Amen. Just the way it is. Salvation don't change the outside, but you are new. New spirit that is brand new that 's going to live eternity for ever and ever and ever, and besides that baptism has nothing with you going to heaven because right. if it wasn 't for the blood, then the water is just water amen right. it 's the blood of, and that 's can you go to can you go to fifteen i mean uh five twenty one did I give you that one i 'm going to close with this. He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become... There's two parts of this verse. Jesus offered us forgiveness. Amen? amen. By dying on the cross, He offered us forgiveness. But He, he became righteousness, righteousness of God that we might, we, we might, that the believer might become righteous in the eyes of God. Before you came saved and came to the cross, God looked at you, and God loves all sinners. The church should love all people because whether you know or you don't, have church this morning, he's a sinner. Not you. We want to get our high mighty horses and ride around the church a couple blocks. Let's remember that we're all sinners. position you were in before you got saved, God looked at you He's seen a bill that was full and overdrawn and credit card standing there. Jesus Christ died on the cross and through the blood sacrifice, He covered us when I come to Him by faith. Amen? Just because He died on the cross don't mean you're saved. A lot of people well, He died on the cross. I, I'm... No, oh, you've got to accept Him by faith. For whosoever shall call upon Him in the name of the Lord shall be saved. You've got to come to that point. Everybody in this building, everybody listen, I'm about to close up. Can you believe it? <laughs> Say amen. But at one point, everybody in here, if you're going to inherit eternal life, we've all got to come by the way of the cross. You have to. Now listen, that's not by head knowledge. Everybody, well, I believe there's a God. Well, that's right. But the devil does too, and he's still a liar. Everybody comes to the point of the cross, has to come to that point where you have to surrender. You have to realize that we all fall short. Because of Jesus Christ, He paid my debt. And I believe that, and I accept that. But I have eternal life. Everybody's prayer is different. Amen? Everybody, prays. Everybody can call upon the name of the Lord in their way, but you have to ask Christ in your heart. The thief on the cross said, Lord, remember me when you go into paradise. And Jesus said, today thou shalt be with me. The moment you do that, that same today, Is still the same today. The moment you ask Christ into your heart, boom, you're a new creature in Christ. Amen. Isn't that great? At that moment, you don't have to go to church for seven weeks. You don't have to go through some class. You don't have to wait for the preacher to tell you you're saved because you know if you're saved in your heart, nobody has to tell you. You know if you know Jesus this morning. Your mom and dad can't tell you. The only person knows, the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit this morning. Amen. Are you living the resurrected life? Are you living like you're new on the inside? Now there's one or two things that happens. We're either saved or we're not saved. There's no in between. We're either saved and we've got out of fellowship with God. We quit reading our Bibles. We quit praying. We quit hanging around the right people, the right Christian friends, the right influences. And we've walked away and tried to do things on our own, and that's called backslidden. There's still saved backslidden people, folks. There's a lot of churches today that are backslidden. Whole bodies away from Christ. If Christ walked in, he's he he there. You say, Brother George, I haven't heard God's voice in a while. Maybe you're too far. There's one or two things. You're either not saved... Or you're to hear His voice. Because listen, when you're a sheep, you know His voice. You may run from that voice, you may argue with that voice, but you know the voice is the voice of Jesus. Amen. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we thank You for today. Lord, be with us right now during this invitation, Lord, for someone out there that doesn't know you as their personal Savior. What better day to come and accept Jesus Christ on the day He resurrected and gave new life? Lord, they may want to come this morning and give their heart to Jesus and experience new life. Maybe there's some here that's been saved. They know without a doubt they're saved. They just know they're not in the right walk with Jesus. They've been away from Him. Lord, I I pray today, Heavenly Father, that You'll call them back into fellowship. That You'll call them back and draw them closer to You. Because Lord, we either are or we're not. But we know. can nobody tell us whether we're saved or not saved. The Holy Spirit will bear witness with their spirit. And I pray, Lord, for everybody who walks out of here. Speak to their spirits, Lord, and let them know. So they can experience the resurrected life. And live with You eternally. Because Lord, there's no other way. There's no other way offered eternal life but through Jesus Christ Lord have your way maybe there's someone burdened here this morning let them come and just fall at the altar and at the foot of the cross and give it to you Lord in Jesus name and everyone saying, amen. Amen. amen come this morning and sing what a great song Lord I need you everyone in here everyone in here walk Lord I need you I need you next week I need you on my job I need you in my marriage I need you in an everyday walk, but Lord, I need you. Amen. Come this morning. He paid the debt, paid the bill for you.